Hello everyone and welcome to the Dear Future Hubby Podcast. I am your host, Teresa Reese, and y'all know how I do it. I am going to read a poem from my book of poetry entitled A Strong-Willed Mind Healing Scars Over Time Through My Poetry. And tonight's poem is entitled, I Choose to Smile. Here we go. In spite of everything that I've been through, there is a song inside of my heart. God has defeated my enemies right from the very start. When I look back over my life and all that I've been through, I can't help but lift up my hands in total praise and worship. God has proven himself to me over and over again. I could have stayed bitter, but that would defeat the purpose. Because no matter how bad things ever got, they never outweighed the good. He's shown me so much favor, He protected me from this world. I am his grateful child and my gratitude shows from the inside out. My life he truly cares about, which is why I choose to smile. So I hope that y'all have had the most amazing morning, evening, afternoon, whenever it is that you hear this episode. And I must admit, I have so many reasons to smile. So as I have shared in the past episode, my son has turned age 18. However, to see my children all under the same roof, if but for a moment, it allowed my cup my heart cup to run it over. And then the blessings continue to flow throughout this weekend. One of the most glorious weekends that I have experienced in quite some time. So I was able to be a blessing to my daughters, my oldest daughter, my middle daughter, and my youngest daughter, and we had a lovely evening on Saturday. And I treated them to a restaurant. It was a very healthy restaurant because I have made it a point to try to introduce a wider palate to my children so that they can have diversity within their palates and they can try various foods and see what they like, what they don't like. Give them that experience and they can do whatever they want with it, but at least they can say they've experienced it. And so we did that, had a great conversation, had a great dialogue. Um, Then I took them to go see my mother. Of course, my mother was so elated to see all of them together. And then I migrated to drop them off. And then I did something that I normally don't do. So I actually took time out to practice self-care and went to bed extremely early. So I normally go to bed around 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock in the morning. 
But on Saturday, I went to bed at 9 p.m. So when I tell you that was some of the best rest that I have experienced in such a mighty long time, I shut everything down and I just took a moment to take care of myself. Now, how many of you truly take time out to take care of yourself? Normally, the way these days are set up, I know that they say that there are 24 hours in a day, but I promise you it feels like it's about three. It doesn't seem as if the hours that the days are lasting as long as they once did. It seems like they're flying by. And so I literally took a moment to just reflect. By the time I got done reflecting, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and let everyone know I love y'all. But I've got to take care of myself. And so that's exactly what I did on Saturday night. Fast forward on Sunday, which literally, that also ended up being a blessed day. I was able to go. Um, I was treated to one of my favorite restaurants and had an amazing... Actually, I tried something new. Because normally, you know, when you go to your favorite restaurant... If you're anything like me, you'll just order the same thing. Whatever is the favorite um, entree on the menu, you'll tend to order that over and over and over again. That's what makes it your favorite restaurant, right? <laughs> so this time what I did, I opted to try something different. And I'm glad I did. Now, granted, it was spicy. And it was a little bit more spicy than what I'm used to. But it was delicious nevertheless. And so had great conversation, great dialogue. Um, and then after that, I was asked for um, pretty much more time to spend with my gentleman friend. He asked me if I would go out with him again later on in the evening. And so he treated me to the um, to go see Fast and Furious 9. I had a blast. This weekend has just, it's been more than what I could have prayed for. It's been more than what I could have asked for. Um, when I started the weekend, to be quite honest with you, the only thing that I had on my agenda was to celebrate my son's birthday. I had nothing planned for Saturday. I had nothing planned for Sunday. And it just kind of unfolded. I had great conversation from beginning to end. Um, it's just been a very, very blessed weekend. And it's allowed me to do a lot of self-reflection. And one of the things that I was able to just take time out to reflect on is the fact that apparently my heart has expanded. Oh, that was the other thing that I did this weekend. So I was invited to speak. And so I was invited from a church, women's ministry, to speak um, about mental illness, mental wellness, all of that good stuff, to share my testimony um, in regards to my surviving the two brain surgeries and my currently having a tumor in my brain. And although my initial impression or my initial thought of what was going to take place was that I was going to have like, a, it was going to be a Q&A setup. And so... I was under the impression literally until the last minute that I would be asked questions about what it was that I had experienced, how it is that I overcame the adversity, and how it is that I continue to go forth. That's not what happened. 
literally about an hour before I was supposed to go live on Zoom, I discover that I am supposed to be giving a speech. So, I thank God for all of the podcast experience that I have had to where if I am asked to do an impromptu speech, apparently is something that I will be able to do because that's exactly what took place. And according to my gentleman friend and my best friend, I did a great job. So I'm going to take their <laughs> feedback and I'm going to run with it. Um, but I will say that it was, it was a great experience. And it was a great experience because first and foremost, I really do love sharing my testimony because I know that it is a very rare testimony to have two brain surgeries, survive the brain surgeries, and then find out years later that the tumor has returned. One of the main things that I try to convey to the audience is that you don't have to be who people say you are. So I told them that I am not the brain tumor. I am Teresa Reese. I am who God says that I am. And so once you get that in your spirit that you literally can be who your creator has decreed you to be wonderfully and uniquely made the name that he has given you and not the name that you know man is giving you the definition of who you are the essence of who you are based on his interpretation of who you are and not based on man's interpretation of who you are you can overcome anything and so what I try to convey to the audience is that despite the bad reports, despite the things that I've been told that I would not be able to do, because a lot of people, I've never really, actually, I've never really shared that journey to the fullest extent of what it is that I went through. But what I will tell you for anybody who was listening to this, you know exactly what I'm talking about. That anytime that you get ready to go into any type of major surgery, it's as if you are signing your life away. And so you they give you all these papers and then you got to read through them you got to sign them. And pretty much what it is saying is that they are not held accountable if by any chance the surgery that they perform causes your demise. And so just by having to sign that documentation, if you are at all human, you will experience a level of anxiety. And it's because it's Almost like your life flashes before your eyes because you are putting your trust in a stranger. You know nothing about the surgeon. You know the very minimum. And what you know is that the surgeon graduated, that they mastered in the type of surgery that they're about to perform. You don't know the level unless you've done some extensive research of how many of these surgeries that they were actually successful in performing and how many people survived the surgery post-surgery. So you are literally putting your trust in the hands of a stranger. 
and by putting your trust in the hands of a stranger now if you operate in just a little bit of wisdom you will know that trusting mere man may not be the route that you want to take but trusting in that supernatural power, trusting that no weapon formed against you shall prosper, trusting that greater is he that is in you that he that is, than he that is in this world, trusting that God has the final say, trusting that God is the author and the finisher of your faith. If you operate in that realm, then the odds of you surviving become a whole lot greater. And so when I was in the midst of having to sign that documentation, when I was in the midst of relatives saying, are you sure you want to go this route? Are you sure you don't want to get a third and a fourth opinion? Are you sure that this is really truly what you want to do? Because we may could possibly not trying to speak it on you, but we may end up having to bury you because the surgery doesn't turn out right. And so having those odds stacked against you and still operating with the peace of mind that surpasses all understanding, it takes a level of supernatural strength in order to be able to do that with confidence. And that is something that I experienced. I even remember the anesthetic guy saying to me as they were reeling me back to have the first surgery not the second surgery but the first surgery because I had so much joy on my face I was grinning from ear to ear it didn't make sense to him you do understand that you are about to go back there to have brain surgery right and you do understand the percentage of the people that don't make it through. And yet you smile. I remember the young man telling me how the odds were stacked up against me. But what I also remember is saying the very prayer the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thy are, thou art with me. Your rod, your staff, it comforts me. You prepareth a table before me in the presence of my enemies. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all of the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I may not have it word for word, but that's what I was reciting as I was being reeled back during the first surgery on my brain to attempt to remove the tumor. Then I remember after six hours of their trying to remove the tumor being taken to my room and the nurse telling me, we're gonna have to try again. And I'm like, why? Well, we didn't quite get the tumor. As a matter of fact, the doctor, the surgeon, he went through your brain the wrong way, which means we're gonna have to try again. He went through the front of your brain and could not quite get to the tumor. So we're gonna have to try again. 
And then I remember telling her, I hate y'all. And she said, oh, but if he would have continued, then there's a possibility that you would have ended up being a vegetable, that you would not have any cognitive, any feelings, any cognitive abilities, that you literally would have had to be dependent on your relatives or on some type of system for the rest of your life, some type of being in a shelter, not a shelter, but you know, y'all know what I'm talking about whenever you need rehabilitation center, um, being there for the rest of your life. And I was like, oh, okay. Well then in that case, I love y'all. And I recall the woman who I called godmother at that time, her calling in a masseuse for that masseuse to massage me for five days so that the swelling that my brain had encountered, that it would go down and it would enable me with the opportunity to have brain surgery performed on me on day five. So the first brain surgery was July the 16th of 2011. The second brain surgery was on, I'm sorry, I said that so wrong, December the 16th of 2011. The second brain surgery was December the 21st of 2011. And so I got the foot massages and the lady was such a blessing and I ministered to her. She ministered to me the whole time she was trying to help my brain, the swelling of my brain go down. And then on December the 21st of 2011, right before I went into surgery, the other scripture that came to my mind. So the first scripture was Psalm 23. The second scripture was Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the thoughts I have toward you, thoughts of good and not of evil, to bring you to a prosperous and hopeful end. And I kept reciting that in my spirit until I took that anesthesia, counted from 10 to 1, and was out like a light. Those two scriptures are the scriptures that I stood on while I was literally fighting for my life but God so to be able to stand here sit here be here on July the 19th of 2021 to speak to you is a blessing beyond measure because according to man, I shouldn't be here. But according to God, I am. So I literally tried my best to convey, because I didn't tell them all of that. I'm sharing that with y'all. But I tried my best to convey to them, don't believe the report of the enemy. Believe that you shall live and not die. Believe that greater is he that is in you than he that is in this world. Believe the report that is given to you according to what and who God says you are and not according to who and what man says you are. Because according to what man says I am, I should not even be here. But according to what and who God says I am, I am operating in my divine design. So knowing this, 
blesses my soul, blesses my spirit, encourages me like nothing else. And knowing that he loves me enough to preserve my very existence. And he loves you enough to preserve your very existence. Because there is something that you are purposed to do on this planet, in this earth, even when you don't know exactly what that is. If you hold on to his unchanging hand, eventually it will, it will be revealed to you. You will learn, you will know, you will understand what your true purpose is. And if you don't, it's okay to ask. And it's okay to keep asking until you get clarity on what exactly is your purpose for my life. Like I really need to know and I really need to understand because I want to operate in the full essence of who I was predestined to be before I got in my own way. So if you would share that with me, I would greatly appreciate it. If you would order my steps, Lord, I would greatly appreciate it. If you would give me that divine revelation, I would greatly appreciate it. But at the end of the day, I'm doing all that I can to ensure that I give you the glory, even while I wait for clarity. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's not always easy. But you are worth it. I do hope that this encourages at least one person. Because if it does, then that means that it did what it was supposed to do. I try my best to be raw, which is real and wise. I try my best to be as transparent as I possibly can in hopes that I will bless at least one soul. So this is going to conclude my episode on this evening, morning, afternoon, whenever it is that you hear this episode. But before I completely finish, I wanted to read a letter to my future hubby. And it is dated July the 19th of 2021. Here we go. Dear future hubby, my heart cup is truly running over. This weekend has been blessed beyond measure. In ways unimaginable. If I had 10,000 tongues to praise God, it would not be enough. On July the 16th, I celebrated my youngest son's 18th birthday. On July 17th, I was able to speak to the women's ministry about my journey as a two-time brain surgery survivor who is currently living with a tumor in my brain. And it was such a blessed experience. And I was also able to treat my three beautiful heartbeats, three of my six, my three beautiful daughters, to a wonderful lunch. I wanted to give them a new experience to try something healthy, but nourishing and refreshing and light and all that good stuff. And I wanted to share that experience with them. 
And by the grace of God, I was able to do just that. And that was one of my favorite restaurants. Then on July 18th, my gentleman friend treated me to another favorite restaurant of mine. Later on, he called me and said, hey, I would love to take you to a movie. Do you want to go see Fast and Furious 9? And of course, I said yes, because you know, I'm all about enjoying my weekends. Plus, I love me some Fast and Furious. I'm going to tell you, I love me some Fast and Furious series. <laughs> and so I enjoyed that entire movie. I enjoyed my entire weekend. God truly got all of the glory. And I've been on cloud nine since Friday. And I'm grateful to God for the ability to recognize his presence, even in the smallest of details. All I can say is, God has smiled on me. He has set me free. God has smiled on me. He's been good to me. And I hope he's been good to you too. I love you, love, Teresa. Have a blessed one. So this is going to conclude my episode on tonight. I hope that y'all have the most amazing morning, evening, afternoon, whenever it is that you hear this episode. But please do me a huge favor. Please take care of yourself because there is only one you. Signing out, your girl Teresa. Y'all have a blessed one. Bye.